Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Environmental with Dandelion. We're your hosts, Bob and Quartz. And this is our podcast. Yeah. Um, we talk about different aspects of sustainability here. We have the opportunity to interview lots of cool people doing things. And before we jump into today's episode, we would love it if you could hit that like and subscribe button. Um, it really helps us out. Thanks a lot. And today we are joined by Freddie Catlow, who is the CEO of Plan Boo. And thank you so much for being here, Freddie, for being here again. Yeah, no yeah second time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we've, gosh, we've been doing this podcast for about, I mean, two years-ish, but we started bringing yeah. on guests maybe in the last like year and a half or so. And so thank you so much. You are the first revisit of one of our previous yeah. guests. And we're really excited to kind of get all the updates and, and hear what you've been up to. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been a year, like almost a year since we, yeah, since we spoke. So there's a lot happened in the last twelve months. Yeah, let's get some highlights. Do you have new teammates? Yeah, we've we've grown. Projects. Yeah, we've grown from three people or three mates to now nine mates, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we've tripled our like team. Um, this has been yeah, it's been pretty natural in the way that um, team members have joined. Have been. Yeah, either cool. friends or friends of friends, um, or interns, eager interns that have yeah got in touch and said, "Oh, can I work? Can I engage? Like, and yeah, get involved." And then we've seen that they've been really good and a great like, addition to the team. So then they've yeah rolled on into yeah permanent employees. So yeah, now we're a team of nine. We've got five projects in four different countries. Um, nice. So I think we just. We'd just done our first project, I think, last year. Yeah, you had just started with it. And yeah. I think I had asked you, like, what the biggest um, holdback is for folks to, mm. like, jump into the project. Um, and you kind of had said, like, the scale of it, the, like, the upfront cost of it. Do you find mm. that it's easier now that you've done a bunch of projects to... Um, like bring bring in more I, th I think we we understand more of the steps and the process that go into developing a project I, yeah. think that's, I think that's also like constant refinement and learning um but yeah we've definitely improved our ability to like understand the key ingredients and whether a project has the mm -hmm. key ingredients to make the the biochar carbon cake um and so that's definitely eased the process mm -hmm. um, that was a new term, biochar carbon cake. <laughs> yeah, so I just made that up. But <laughs> Wait, so for those who maybe you knew, can you remind the audience what what Plimbu is a little bit? You take those steps. <laughs> so yeah, we enable businesses or individuals to reach their like net zero goals um, by providing them with something called a C-Sync certificate or a carbon removal certificate. Um, and this is the equivalent to one ton of CO2 being removed from the atmosphere um, by our par partner projects. Um, and they can use this as a way to like measurably reach net zero. So a lot of big corporates now um, have the ambition and the, they've committed to yeah, tackling the climate 
climate crisis and they go about doing this by reducing their emissions but also the emissions they can't remove uh, they can't reduce um such as yeah the aviation flying for example mm-hmm. um, they they measure these emissions and then they buy a, a carbon certificate or a carbon credit as it's sort of previously been known um and they yeah and that negates those emissions or yeah, equalizes those emissions so that they are zero um and we yeah we partner with projects and landowners and farmers um, in the tropics to make these carbon certificates um, and we do this by teaching yeah teaching the projects how to produce something called biochar which is um like a carbon-based um material um that's made from plant waste biomass so waste biomass there's lots of terms here that i'm throwing around but hopefully it makes sense um and yeah, this plant biomass holds carbon. It's cooked in a kiln, so in an oven, and it pretty much cooks it into pure carbon so that when it's mm-hmm. applied to the soil, it then won't go back up into the atmosphere. So it's a, it's a way to remove carbon from the atmosphere. Um, and yeah, we do Phenomenal. this with projects in different countries. Yeah. Incredible. Yes. And four different projects now, four different... Five different projects. Four, five different projects. Different countries. Yeah, so we started in Sri Lanka um, mm. in 2021, um, which was like our testing ground. Our, there wasn't a methodology. Um, so you have to have a like a carbon standard to approve that the, the science of really what you're doing is, is legitimate. Um, so mm-hmm. you have to have a methodology which can be audited and verified. Um, so ourselves and um, an organization called the European Biochar Standard Um, and another company called um, Biochar Life, we co-developed this methodology uh, in 2021. And and, uh, yeah, we got this approved by science to say like, this is a way to remove carbon and generate a a carbon certificate. And we did that in Sri Lanka. And then since then we've been able to, yeah, use this methodology in in a few more projects and teach a few more people how to generate these carbon credits. Wow. I mean, two years ago, even one year ago, the and and to a lot of extent now, the carbon credit world is kind of wild, and it's hard to find tr- trusted partners, and it's hard to like. Uh, do you find that it's getting easier to to manage and to like sort of navigate, or do you find that you're having to answer more difficult questions? Like, what is it now that you've been doing it for? two years Hmm. so i think we approached it like as customers ourselves like we want we were looking at carbon credits going would i buy a carbon credit and personally we were like no like i don't trust it i don't get enough detail i don't get enough transparency to to believe that this carbon credit i'm purchasing on a website on an airline is is legitimate and i think a lot of other people felt similar and that's why Mm -hmm. Um, there's really been a yeah like an overhaul or a yeah a rebirth of what a carbon credit is in the last couple of years um, because people have really like dived into the details of a project and the science and and yeah we want more people to understand that there are like really like there are high quality carbon credits so ones that really remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere rather than just avoid it um, so there's yeah there's really two types of carbon credits that have been around um, the carbon avoidance ones so that's where 
we won't emit so much CO2 by using uh -huh. solar. Um, and that's then given as a carbon credit to give someone the permission to emit CO2. Mm, so, yeah. So the net result is CO2 in the atmosphere. It's just less than what would have been had there not been a solar panel, for example. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. less. Yeah. Maybe less. Um, yeah. Whereas now there's like, a, like an understanding that if you emit a ton of CO2 into the atmosphere, um, that we need to then remove a ton of CO2. Mm -hmm. And this is like a carbon removal credit. And that's what we're like, yeah, we're focused in on because that can that like can legitimately like tackle climate change because the problem with climate change is we've got too much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. It's, mm -hmm. So we need to, instead of putting more into the atmosphere, we need to reduce it. And we also need to remove what's there and put that into places where it won't then go back up. And, um, mm -hmm. and that's what we're able to do with, yeah, with biochar as a, as a method for, for removing carbon. How much biochar does the person need to invest in to pull one ton of CO2 from the air? 500 kilograms in our, in our projects. So for every half a ton of biochar or 500 kilograms, you will remove two tons. Oh, sorry, you'll remove one ton of uh, carbon dioxide. Nice. So okay. Yeah, if, you've into, uh, you, if you've been ever been to like a building merchant, like where you see those big bags of sand, like a like a mm -hmm. cubic of sand, yeah, see about a ton, so half of one of those. Um, okay. Would equal I one. Ton. You told us last time about how good it is to use as a in soil. Um, to like hold fertilizer if you need it or like micro it helps with microorganisms so I bought some to test it and I'm really excited to give you an update that my garden loves it yeah really good to hear like that's the great thing about this carbon removal solution is yeah like, everyone can do it everyone can put biochar in the garden they can see the benefit like it's not something that's far away in a big machine locked up behind a big fence. It's like everyone can remove carbon with biochar in their back garden. So mm -hmm. it, and it benefits your soil, like, as you say. Um, so yeah, like trying to scale this as a solution, like it's very, like it's a tangible solution, which I think is really important. Like carbon yeah. credits, there's sometimes this very abstract thing of a gas becoming a carbon credit. And actually like you can buy biochar, you can make your and own biochar. Yeah. in the garden as a, as a form of soil conditioner so yeah it's yeah. a really yeah, great way to tackle climate change in my opinion yeah it is great can people buy um carbon i mean i don't think they can buy biochar directly from you but could they buy carbon credits like individuals buy carbon credits from you i think last time we spoke you were still kind of working that out yeah like we have it as an option on our website so if people want to compensate their emissions um, yeah, they can buy them through, yeah, through our website. Um, it's not like, a, like we are focusing quite a lot on businesses buying like lots of carbon credits at once because mm -hmm. they, like they have to do this, like buy really like yeah, commercial standards and, and sustainable morals. Like they need to do this to sort of be in a line with having a, like a, a justifiable business in the future like they have to have a net zero goal they have to be buying carbon removal so that's where we're focusing our attention to but we want more people to get into it to understand it to then also encourage more businesses to do it like it, 
your everyday consumers willing to do it, then why isn't a massive corporate with mm -hmm. yeah, huge profits and whatnot? So yeah, please feel free to buy credits on the website. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have to wonder about, like, we think about these big corporates as, you know, as, I mean, corporates are entities, especially in the States, it's legally, they're an entity, they're their own human kind of, but I always, but we're, we're finding more and more that those corporate entities are still made up of individuals. And when you get the right offer in front of the right individual for something in, in sustainability, they become an advocate with you. And I'm, I'm sure that you're also finding this of being like, who's yeah. the person to talk to, you know? Yeah, yeah, you said it absolutely right. Corporates are made up of lots of individuals and those individuals, like if they understand that it's something good, they're going to, they're going to communicate it to their business that they work in or to their yeah friends. So yeah, the more we can, I think that's also one of the things that we really recognized this last year is that the science and the way to communicate about the solution that has to be really simple really easy for everyone to understand and then share to their friends and to their colleagues uh, because if it's complex and all technical then it makes it really difficult for people to get behind it um, so I've, yeah, I've really been testing quite a lot of what we do and how I communicate it with yeah my grandma or yeah my mates and just seeing what they think it is that we do and seeing how and seeing how well they've understood it from the way that I communicate it um so yeah it's yeah it's a challenge though because it people either want to go really deep into it and really go into the details of the science and if you just go because if you go too high level then people don't really trust it so it's it's a balance between being like technical also like approachable um and yeah, we just sort of have to like tell it as we see it, because also there's so many different perspectives in sustainability and the projects have their own stories and the technology like has its yeah complexities. So we just need to try and say it as we see it. In our, yeah, in the best sort of layman's terms possible to get people into it. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of um, say like you have to be approachable and detailed. We say do all the things, do them both. Yeah. all the way communicate yeah period and it's and in, the, and in as fewer words as possible because people's attention spans are getting less and less so mm -hmm. you can't send a massive essay email and think people will read it because i even nope. see myself i'm like this is a massive email i can't even i don't even want to respond to it because it just i know it's going to take me so long to get through every detail and mm -hmm. answer so yeah mm -hmm. then try to get into um yeah I guess really like, good headings use really good headings yeah, yeah. you can like put all the yeah put all the details in there that you have not on on your website not in an email but then use really good headings and people will get all the information and when they are interested they will read all the words that's what we find yeah i think that's the one thing we're excited about is communicating the stories from these projects because yeah the the places that they're located it's not yes yeah, it's, it's not you like every not everyone would go to yeah the savannah of namibia to meet the farmers and learn about what the industry like what people do there on a day-to-day -day, what they eat and i think that's kind of unique about this approach to carbon removal is that each credit each carbon credit is so unique to a project it has its own unique story so being mm -hmm. that that element the people that are from the project to the 
yeah to the carbon credit I think is kind of interesting um it'll help people yeah see that there's lots of layers and depth and yeah things going on in different parts of the world that they wouldn't usually like I guess engage with connect yeah how how do you choose where your projects will take place Mm, so we've developed um the methodology is is for the tropics so the tropical regions um this is for a couple of reasons one it's where like biomass grows the quickest because of the year-round sunlight um it's also that's it's also an area of the world that's been impacted most by climate change Mm. i heard um Mm -hmm. heard someone say on a podcast recently which i'm not clocked but it's super interesting like we've got the melting of the poles like the north and south poles and like all this water obviously is coming into the into the ocean but because of the like um you know rotation rotation of the earth all the water just goes to the middle so Ah. we're gonna we're gonna have higher sea level rise in the tropics in the central like equatorial belt and Whoa, that's also that the hottest temperatures. So mm. we're going to have more water and more heat. So that's obviously going to be the region of the world that's impacted most by yeah drought or extreme weather, thunderstorms, tropical storms. Um, mm. So that's also one of the reasons that we also want to work in these in these in these regions um, because they're going to be impacted most. So being able to mitigate and um, adapt their soils and their landscapes to climate change by directing these projects and this finance to these regions um it feels like a yeah a good way to I guess like uh, filter which projects we work with um, mm-hmm. and there's also like a yeah the sort of like a te- technical due diligence that we do on the different projects that approach us um because that's also been something that's happened we we chose one project originally we went and pitched them we got into the we we yeah, developed the project and we did and, and it moved forward and then we made a little bit of yeah noise online about the project and, and what we'd done. And then we've been inundated with projects from all over the world. I think the last time I checked, there was 160 projects from 35 cool. countries that have just got in touch saying, we want to do biochar and carbon credits and carbon removal. How do we do it? Wow. Whoa. So now we have like this ongoing like whirlwind of like filtering and sifting and like we have a yeah project sort of screening form and the criteria and that's always getting updated as well so what we learned from one project might not be suitable for the next project so we yeah. need to make sure that we filter out the right types of projects to work with um so that's also another way that we yeah we select the project but there's a whole load wow. of on our website as well you can see like what the sort of key ingredients are to a, a successful project what do the projects do with the biochar usually mm-hmm. So, like they just make it and it sits in, I, there's pictures of it like in a pile, but does that pile, yeah, yes. what, is, what happens? All, all of the biochar goes back into the soil um, as a form of, yeah, soil conditioner. Um, it's mixed with, yeah, compost, so microorganisms. Um, and some projects sell it to third parties to do this. <laughs> they sell it to, a, to another farm. Um but a lot of the projects actually put it back into their own soil. So they already have a lot of land. They already have a lot of biomass for making biochar. Um, So they just put it into their own soil. And that's quite a nice circular system. Mm -hmm. There's a boundary to the project then. You're not relying on a third party purchasing the biochar. Um, But I think that as we get bigger and the projects get bigger, 
actually we need more people to be buying biochar as an ingredient for their farm off a project um, mm-hmm. because it's uh yeah because it's that you then access more land you then get more interest in biochar more farmers test it in different use cases they see the benefits um so then the sort of word of mouth it spreads like oh wow this biochar has worked really well in my fields and then they tell it to their neighbor and then the neighbor then buys it and then everyone yeah starts using more biochar so um yeah i think there's yeah two two approaches really cool yeah, I, I was going to ask if you if like because you have this balance between here's you and then you have projects over here and then you have businesses that um, you're because the individual can just go buy biochar, but projects I'm assuming or businesses you want to like have an ongoing relationship with be in talks with back and forth. Like, how do you balance that for plan boo like because now you, you just but you just said you have a hundred plus. 140 projects potential ready projects. They're, they're potential projects. Potential projects. yeah ready so that doesn't seem to be an issue but what about on the other side is there a what does the supply and demand look like there yeah i think this was like been one of the biggest challenges over the last six months is we've got so much time and attention into making prod like making a project generate carbon credits and getting it validated and getting the biochar in the right location and building an app we always we almost had this assumption that the world needs carbon credits, so of course they're going to buy these. Like the world needs to remove carbon, um, so it was an assumption that everyone would just buy them as soon as we produce them. But that wasn't the case. Actually, there's a lot of um, yeah prospecting that needs to go into building the relationship with the corporate that's thinking about doing something um, related to its emissions, um, and and yeah, that's harder and slower than than we'd anticipated. Um, and it is a balancing act um, because the like the sales cycles of some of these corporates, like the majority of them are really big corporates. So they are yeah large oil and gas companies or large air, airline companies, and they don't buy carbon credits like that. You don't speak to one person and they purchase them. There's a oh, whole right. yeah, there's a whole like hierarchy and decisions need to be made and due diligence. So um, yes, yeah, so it's quite a slow sales cycle, but we've yeah we seem to have found some really good partners that want to buy carbon credits because they also know that it's a necessary must for their business a lot of them have talked about well a lot of them have set net zero goals that means that they're going to be net zero by 2030 or 2040 or 2050 and having now set the goal and now looked at how do we achieve this goal they recognize that carbon removals is actually a really big part of achieving that goal they can't they can't reduce their emissions to absolutely zero because tech, we don't use hydrogen. We don't have yeah, electric yeah. planes yet yeah, all over the world. So it's yeah. Um, yeah, carbon removal is an important aspect. So it's great to see that these corporates that have these goals are now working towards um, yeah, engaging in carbon removal. And the earlier they support projects like ours, um, the the longer that relationship's built therefore like there's more trust there's more engagement and then also like the price over time can reduce because we've got that sort of long-term partner that support for mm-hmm. in years of a project which makes it you're not trying to sell the credits on the spot market at the spot price you can yeah discuss the um yeah the terms over a longer period of time so so yes yeah, it's, cool. it's fun trying to balance it and it really brings a different perspective to oh we really realize that we're sitting in the middle of this like 
so many different perspectives because now you've got like corporate airlines and fossil fuel companies and we're talking to them and then we're also talking to farmers on the ground that are, yeah harvesting bamboo and making biochar and you're like so you have come off one call with a yeah like a like a thai farmer that's talking about his soil and how can he make compost easier and then at this, and then the next call is with yeah an airline that wants to be net zero and how do they do it so we're just trying to bridge these gaps and it's kind of like yeah corporates as well like and then quite like greenies we have like quite a few like yeah associates that are quite like eco ecologically minded that already think this way but you've got to balance then like the the banking and the finance elements of this so it's really like uh yeah like um yeah there's so many different angles and axes bringing together which is which is fun i enjoy that i'm i'm glad you enjoy it because it's kind of seems like what you're gonna do now forever <laughs> or you know it's what plan boo is gonna gonna do um, yeah yeah try and bring these different people together yeah and and, and it can't just be one like it's great because the the corporates can't just do it themselves the greenies can't just do it themselves the farmer can't just do it himself everyone has to come together and and actually that shared knowledge and understanding and different and sharing different perspectives is what makes mm -hmm. a solution i think because yeah like we've sort of set up this mantra in the company that like great minds like don't think alike uh, because and because they don't actually great minds have so many different angles and perspectives that they that they yeah they developed and understandings over time so bringing them together mm -hmm. to find a solution like a win-win across the across the board is yeah really what, what we're trying to do and it is yeah it has to be win-win if someone's losing then it's not going to grow and it's not going to be yeah the solution yeah. Wow, it's that's really, really cool. Because I'm thinking about like just the structure you're creating in and of itself is circular. It's it hits sustainability goals. It's inclusive and diverse. Like you're it isn't it isn't just I sell biochar. Plambu sells biochar. It is really like we're bringing the world closer together. We're we're helping these different people or different aspects, which used to be a social hierarchy into what is a more unique, uh, a completely unique, there's a, a more personal focus. And I think, yeah, great minds don't think alike is a really good way to say it. It's like you're breaking down a social hierarchy and kind of forcing people to say, you have the solution that I need. Let's let's come together and, and talk through it and and do it together save the world yeah we've got to bring people together because i think people have the problem's been created because people have sat in silos and burnt fossil fuels by themselves not thinking about the wider impact of that so now it actually requires the wider impact or the the yeah the wider network of people to come together to bring a solution it's just a change in the way of looking at the yeah because i think just one company in one country won't solve climate change at all like actually requires yeah. everybody all around the world to come together and solve mm -hmm. it unfortunately technology is so good and it's only accelerating with now the use of ai like it's so good at bridging all these gaps like bridging the difference between the different parties whether it's language like well just language alone is really exclusive in a lot of ways really like tough. previously like one of our colleagues Razim so I, I worked with him for 
yeah, three years in Sri Lanka before Plambu and um, was building a like a bamboo hotel right. with him. And he, um, yeah, like we brought him into the company, like he now is like our Sri Lankan country manager. And like one of the things he really struggled with, which naturally was his written English, like his ability to communicate effectively. Like he knew what he wanted to say, but to put it into, yeah, like three paragraphs in an email and say, this is what I think and this is what I think should be done. Something that he, um, yeah, he wasn't as effective at doing that, but now using like the likes of ChatGPT, like AI to translate what it is that he wants to say and put it into an effective, clear message is just accelerating this like sharing of knowledge and learning and building like a network. So it's really, yeah, it gives me so much ex- like hope and excitement that this technology is allowing us to bridge these different, yeah, differences and gaps and communication challenges to make these projects happen quicker. And the quicker we can get projects going, the more scalable carbon removal is. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, then we tackle climate change sooner. That's great. Do you have a overarching goal? Do you have, like, one company is not going to make a difference. Well, it will make a huge difference, but it's not going to save the world, right? But, like, I guess, what's the vision for what you will pull from the planet? What's it saying in a metric term? Like, I guess so, or however it is that you guys define it. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so our like hero metric, like as a yeah, yeah, yeah. within the company, is tons of carbon removed because the IPCC, like the, the scientists have said, like we need to be removing 10 billion tons of carbon dioxide a year from the atmosphere. Um, by 2050, if we're going to stay within one and a half degrees of warming. And, and after one and a half degrees of warming, it's really bad. Like the planet is just it's cooking bad. itself on, and it's like exponential cooking itself. So, so that is our like hero metric is how many tons of CO2 can we remove from the atmosphere every year? Um, so that's really, yeah. So we're trying to get that metric as high and as quick, as quickly high as we can to try and accelerate that like direct impact. Um, but at the same time, yeah, working with solutions in the regions that are most affected by climate change. Like I think if we were just sitting in Sweden with one machine and making this work and commercialize it and only employing people in Sweden to do it, then we'd be really limiting the ability to like, sh- like scale up the solution firstly, mm-hmm. but also yeah, distribute the knowledge and the wealth to yeah, different regions of the world. Um, that that can yeah definitely yeah like definitely value it and um, yeah um, yeah it's really good for them to yeah, be a part of the solution rather than it just be exclusive. Yeah, being an inclusive solution. I mean, I think you're doing that, and it seems like you have a pretty rigorous project. Um, I guess how do I say that? Like you, you only take really specific projects if you have six and have been contacted by, or five and have been contacted by hundreds, right? Yeah. Like at the moment we've had to be rig- like, we have to be rigorous because we've got limited time, limited resources. So we have to be very selective at this point, but as we build out our knowledge and understanding and technology, which is ever improving and getting better, we want our, like, uh, our, target 
type of project just to get wider and wider and wider so that we can include as many different types of projects, as many different types of biomass. And if they aren't, if they don't have all the ingredients in place, then we want to connect them to people that do and, and, and just make it so that it is more inclusive. But at the moment, with limited time and resources, we have to be quite selective. But it is the intention is that anyone can do it. I can do it in my back garden. Like everyone should be doing it in their back garden <laughs> when it gets to that point. So like democratized. Do you have a personal pyrolyzer like plan, oven pyrolyzer future plan? For my back garden, yes. For yeah, that use that plan boo sells personal oh, pyrolyzers. pyrolyzers. Um, not at the moment, but in Sri Lanka, if you wanted one, I would send you one for sure. Like, yeah, we okay. they, they make a great barbecue. Like the Contiki kiln yeah. is a great barbecue. So, so yeah. yeah. Like, um, oh my God. A barbecue that pyrolyzes all of my, like green, all of my waste, bio waste, because gardens create so much you're, when you're weeding and, and definitely enough for my own soil amendment. Okay, I'm on board. If you decide. <laughs> I can send you the designs and you can find someone locally that can manufacture one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying if Plan Boo decides they're going to sell personal, personal biochar makers to people. Yeah, personalized pyrolyzers. Wow. Personal. <laughs> That'll be the day. <laughs> yeah, it should happen. Like, hopefully one day it will. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's just another, another project related to biochar that has a benefit, yeah. like, has an impact. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, the great thing is it's so, like, it can go so many ways. Like there's, there's so many ways to work with biochar and work with the solution. Um, and that's what makes it great. Like it is democratizing. Mm -hmm. Only one person in Iceland that has the key to the machine and all the knowledge. Yeah. yeah, you're not gatekeeping that. No, no, technology allows, yeah, as I said, like people to communicate and share information and share data and understanding around yeah, how to make these projects work. Um, I think that's really cool. Everyone cool. needs to know. So how do you see, how do you want Plan Boo to grow in the next year? Because, I mean, we're going to hit you up again for another call and just. How do I want it to grow in the next year? Well, so, yeah, we have about nine and a half thousand credits that are like contracted to be produced in the next 12 months, just with our existing projects. Okay. Uh, so we've, we've sold 700 of them. We've produced just under 300 of them. Um, so this next 12 months, the goal is definitely to have produced and sold those ones that we have contracted today. Um, we'd like to add a new project every month. So yeah, project, a new project, yeah, starts in Thailand to, on Friday. Um, oh. And then, yeah, the, there's one in Namibia. Well, there's three in Namibia that could happen quite quickly. One's almost... Well, they've already produced all the biochar. It's just now applying it. Um, so yeah, to be able to add new projects in different regions of the world every month would be really, really cool. Um, to make the to make the carbon credit really interesting, I think is critical. Like, I don't want it just to be this blanket certificate with a QR code on it that means absolutely nothing, like understand serial number. I think it for people to understand what a carbon credit is, they need more than a certificate and a serial number. Um, so that is a real important element of, yeah, mm -hmm. like what we're doing and, and how to, um, 
yeah, to get people engaged in supporting projects. Um, yeah, so that they can really like hone in on to what it is that they are supporting. Um, I think that's that's cool and that'll be good to do. Um, and yeah, to increase the team as well. Like we, yeah, we're at nine now, but there's so many things that need doing. Like marketing, for example, is not a big like part of the business at this point, but I understand that it's such a critical element in helping people understand what it is that we're doing, making videos, content, um, getting on social media. Um, yeah, I think that's like a important, like, yeah, department within the business that needs to grow over the next, yeah, the next 12 months. Um, but yeah, just to remove more tons of biomass, uh, to remove more tons of carbon from the atmosphere. Yeah, to get to 10,000 tons over the next 12 months would be wicked. Uh, 10,000 we'll tons per month? No, to do 10,000 tons in the next 12 months. Okay. Yeah, which is which, it doesn't sound like a lot, and it really isn't no, a lot. When, a lot. When, we're look, when we're looking at like we need to do ten billion tons a year, like ten thousand tons is like a hundred thousand or a million times less than what it needs to be. Um, but in the whole world, like we realize that we're like there's actually not that many tons of CO two being removed at the moment. Like I think the whole world is like the highest carbon. The, the company that's removed removed the most amount of carbon is still like maybe just under ten thousand tons. So, mm. so we would oh, be wow. in, yeah. We if we manage ten thousand, we're yeah we'll probably be in the top ten. We're, we're in the top twenty at the moment. Um, yeah. So to be in the top ten, like companies well, removing in the world would be epic. Yeah. yeah. It's it's already. I mean, doing it first and paving the way is always the hardest thing. And you're kind of right at that cusp, you know? Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, but that's also, it, it's, the, it's really exciting to be the first to do it. There's no, like, yeah. you can't copy anyone else. And it also gives me, like, I see how many, like, because we sort of, at the end of the week, every week, we do a team meeting where we go, what's been the blockages of the week and what's been the wins mm. of the week? Um, and we realize the more blockages that we can unblock each week, like we're just accelerating through these doors of like, okay, we've got to this step. And then you go like, whoa, okay, now we can see this and how this can become important and how that allows us to accelerate. Like, yes, we're paid, like we're sort of pioneering within this industry and there's a few yeah. other companies doing similar stuff, but it just gives me so much excitement of how we are able to like connect all these different dots together. And we just like keep pushing through these doors and it's like, whoa, it can be really big yeah really quickly um so that's really exciting but it is yeah it's hard yeah we, it, yeah it can be difficult for sure yeah but, but you're on it and we'll check in again in a year um <laughs> cool. do you want to remind people where they can find you and get a hold of you and all that all the good yeah sure so um actually like linkedin is like my main form of social media at the moment um so yeah, LinkedIn, um, yeah, Planboo, we have a website and we have an Instagram. Um, so planboo.eco is the website and also the Instagram handle. Um, yeah, LinkedIn, Freddie, Freddie Catlow, if anyone wants to get in touch personally. Um, yeah, but just reach out. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and respond to any emails, but keep them short. <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't send lots of emails because there's so many emails every day and just trying to like process them. That like, takes up so much time. So, but yeah, mm -hmm. 
yeah. um, yeah, to connect with like-minded people. I realize they sit in such a bubble of what we do, both on LinkedIn, yeah, but online, like the people that I meet, like it's such a niche thing that we're doing right now. And when you only talk to people in this space, you like get blinded by that. And then but when you go out and meet people day to day or you go to like, um, yeah, like an event on sustainability, like still carbon removal is like, what's that? Mm-hmm. And so the more people that get into this space and into this industry, like it is, is actually one of the very clear, tangible ways that we can tackle climate change and solve climate change. So we need as many eager, motivated, excited, curious, smart people coming into this industry um, to help scale it up really quickly because that's the way we're going to solve climate change. That's what we need. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. I need to work on refining. Like I say, it's complex and it needs to be simple, like the way that we communicate it. yeah, I live in such a bubble of, I think I know, like, I, I, I think it's clear, but in the way that we communicate these things. So, um, yeah, really, yeah, grateful to have the opportunity to share with you and also, like, just talk through it with people. Yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you, everyone, for watching. I will be back next time. See you next time. <laughs>